Hello, everyone. This is Eric Pennington, and welcome to the Spirit of EQ podcast. We're glad that you've tuned in. A few things we wanted to tell you at the beginning of the show, and that's this podcast was created to be a tool to help you, primarily to discover and grow your EQ. Science and our own lived experiences confirm that the better we are at managing our emotions, the better we're going to be at making decisions, which leads to a better life. And that's something we all want. We're glad that you've taken out the time today to listen and hope that something that you hear will lead to a breakthrough. Hey, one last thing. We'd really appreciate a review on whichever platform you use to listen. And if you want to, leave some comments about what you heard today, as well as follow and subscribe. That way you won't miss a single episode as we continue this journey. And with that, the show begins. Welcome, everyone, to the Spirit of EQ podcast. My name is Eric Pennington. Joining me, as always, is Jeff East. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Hi, Eric, and everyone listening. So, Jeff, you might remember, I think it, it might have been about two years ago, uh, we did an episode on the art of active listening. Right. I'm probably not going to get the episode number right. We'll definitely have it in the show notes. I think it was episode 44, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Okay. Can you believe it? Because yes. uh, many of our audience realize we're getting close to 100 episodes. So that's that's many episodes back, right? <laughs> so let me tell you where I'm going here. When I, I And I want to talk today about emotions and listening to yourself. So there's a video out there uh, that we've been using in some sessions uh, from Simon Sinek, and it's called The Art of Listening. And I highly, highly recommend it. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's short, um, but it's got a lot of powerful information. And it really got me thinking, Jeff, it's one thing to build the art of listening, and that's what Simon Sinek's video is primarily about listening to others, learning how to be a better listener, being able to listen to those that you may disagree with, and, and being, um, giving that person a sense that they're being heard, right? Um, but I also thought of it in terms of how much of our listening do we dedicate to ourselves? Yeah. Um, and in a previous episode, you made the comments around, you know, the dangers of listening to the inner critic that's beating you up and you're having a conversation in your brain. But here's what's interesting to me. I know I have times like where that happens, but I'm not really focused in. Now, you might say, well, that's good, Eric. You're not listening to the inner critic. But also, Jeff, sometimes when I'm having that conversation in my head, it's about something that I did right and I'm blowing past it. Or there's a lesson to be learned, mm -hmm. right? There's that, that moment where you go, because this is the power of our emotions, right? They're, they're communicating with us. They're neurotransmitters, they're data. And when we get those messages, and it's a very powerful lesson coming our way, if we're not good at listening to ourselves, we'll blow past. We'll, we'll just kind of wave it off, keep moving. And I want to stress to you and the audience, I know there's some things that our emotions are going to nudge us about that we don't like, or we're afraid of, or we're, you know, just don't feel comfortable with. And the argument here today, or the, 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 sort of the substance of what we're talking about, is not about we need to be stronger now, you know, go and do and all that. It's just in that sense of being. And I'm going to give an example, Jeff, from my personal life that really kind of brought this home for me. And, and how if we, can learn to be better, learn to grow our skill of emotional intelligence. It can really be transformative. And it's gonna happen to anyone, whether it's in a small situation or a large one. So I'm, I'm in an environment with a couple of family members and I'm starting to feel frustration. And I'm starting to feel a little bit of uh, sort of disdain or disgust because we're treading over the same issues for it feels like the 500th time, right? And I could, I could hear my head going, Eric, you're the only one here. They're in another place. And I could feel my, my, that temptation to fight that, Jeff, to go, no, 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 they just don't understand. Or no, 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 if they would just listen, okay, I'll, re I'll, I'll change the way that I say it. And I'll, I'll you know, get into that mode, I'm going to fix, I'm going to adjust. But I hear it in my brain, it's like, you're the only one here, man. You're the only one that has that perspective. So the interaction ends, I'm in the car, I'm feeling that frustration. I slow down a bit and I, where does that come from? What is, what's, what, what's going on? Why am I feeling this? And very soon after that, I came to the conclusion 
there's more processing to be done. I don't want to make it sound like I arrived at some place of, you know, nirvana here. But really got my mindset around, this is the awakening. You need to let them stay in the place that they want to be, even if you don't like it, don't approve of it, think it's dangerous. They made that choice. They're responsible for them, and you're responsible for you, Eric. And Jeff, I'm not saying that, again, there's no magic silver bullets here today, but I'm on my way to a new neural pathway. And that new neural pathway is they're making their decisions, they're responsible for them, and I'm responsible for me. And someone might say, well, what, what, what are you going to do if it turns out to be a, a really big... Well, Jeff, if they decide they're going to go in a certain direction that is inherently dangerous, despite what we've discussed 50 million times, that's their choice. It's not my choice. So I'm kind of getting the motor running and honing in on this. I've always been a very introspective person. So at some levels, there's a little bit of my biases toward listening to myself. But I've also realized something, that in honing in and listening means that I have to pay attention. It can't be, I'm going to listen to Eric, but oh, wow, check, I just got an alert that says that such and such is on sale. <laughs> right? So let's, let's kind of, maybe if we harken back to that episode on the art of, uh, it was, in, was it, no, how did I say it? It wasn't intentional listening. Well, active, yeah, thank you. Um, the art of active listening, we might pull some from that. But um, what do you find are some of the aspects that that art of active listening is specifically to listening to ourselves? Well, I think it's, it's, there's a pretty direct relation between the two, some of the things that we talked about. Like, one of the ways that if, if I'm actively listening to you, um, I'm going to lean in, I'm going to do some physical things to help me do that. I don't know if you can do that internal, but I'm going to stop and ask you questions. Okay, Eric, what, what did you mean when you said that? You know, can you help me understand that a little bit more? I think we can do that for ourselves. Like, you know, Jeff, why did you say that? Or what does it mean when you said that? It, it's going to stop the process enough for, sounds like I've got several people in there, maybe I do, I don't know, but uh, it's going to stop the process and make the speaker think about what they're saying. Yes. And I know that for some, it's a little strange or, or a little odd that, that we would have that kind of dialogue with ourselves, but I think it's, it's vitally important. Even, even at the base level, uh, to it, it's it's really providing a a very healthy dose of self empathy. Mm-hmm. And it could be something like you and I had a conversation about something, uh, you know, spirit of EQ, and we don't really agree on it. And the conversation didn't end very well. Uh, you know, I could tell that you were upset. I was upset. But then when I replay that, come to the point where okay. Why was, you know, when I'm talking about, well, Eric is upset with me and blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe, okay, why was he upset with me? Was I really listening to what he was saying? And, oh, you know what? Now I understand. You know, that's just one example of, okay, I could, you know, I don't, this is not to say I'm supposed to beat myself up about it, but I go, this is the learning part. Maybe if I would have presented it this way or really listened to what he was saying instead of what I thought he was saying or what I wanted him to say. So, And I think, Jeff, you're, that's a great observation. And I think it also relates to maybe in that kind of scenario, maybe after, you know, you've gone your way, I've gone mine. Well, Eric, do you, you think Jeff might have had a point about that? Mm-hmm. I mean, where do you think he might be coming from? And this, Jeff, intertwines with what we've said countless times. Curiosity. Right. Not judgmental. Because if we go to judgment, Jeff, you're wrong. I'm right. End of story. Move on. (laughs) And you'll do the same. You know? And if we do that to ourselves, we're robbing ourselves of the opportunity to come to breakthrough. And yes, maybe the breakthrough is, you know what? 
I used the wrong language. Um, I, I raised my voice. I, I need to take responsibility for that. I need to apologize. Maybe, that, maybe he was right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I think we, our culture, we're so weighted toward the judgmental side. And, and it's not even, you know, it's not even with fury sometimes. Sometimes it's just a subtle, yeah, I heard what you said, Jeff, but I disagree and you're wrong. Okay, now uh, anybody for Chinese. I mean, right. you know what I mean? I, 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 it's 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 kind of that, that it's almost like a, it's, it's happening on an unconscious level, you know? Um, and I think where I'm getting here with this is um, the more focused and the more intentional um, active that we are in listening to ourselves, I think that opens up the door for our emotions to kind of come in unhindered to give us the message that we need. Mm -hmm. Because I think, Jeff, in using my personal example in the beginning, when frustration arrived, when disgust was happening, if I was judgmental, I would say, I have a right to feel this way. If I was judgmental, I could go the other way and say, you know what, you're a bad person for thinking that of that family member. If I'm curious, okay, so what's behind me feeling frustration? You know, you could, you could be re not thinking about it, but that person that you're upset with might have done something to you totally um, uninvolved with what you're talking about, and that's what you're mad about. You know, yeah, that's you know, a very real, real, real uh, possibility in many of, of our interactions. And and I guess where I go with that is um, if I don't slow down to listen, then I am more than likely going to go toward judgment. Mm -hmm. Because the one thing about judgment and, and it, it fools us, if I can just come to this quick decision. I feel better because now I don't have to deal with it. If I'm right and you're wrong, then it's over. And then I don't have to, I don't have to wrestle with this. And quite frankly, Jeff, I don't want to wrestle with it. I don't want to deal with it. So I, I just, I'm just putting it away when in reality, maybe you should be wrestling with it. Maybe your pathway to breakthrough, less anxiety, less of hanging out in that uh, sympathetic side of your nervous system, all that comes with you. Okay. I'm frustrated. What's behind my frustration? Why is it reoccurring? What are the common situations, people, circumstances? Listen. And I don't, I I'm always amazed at this because in my head right now, Jeff, I'm hearing some of what I've heard from others in the past of, well, Eric, I don't have time. Eric, I'm really busy. And Eric, you know, I've got so much going on. You're asking me to. And then I'm thinking, Jeff, how do we get to a place where we are content to give ourselves the leftovers, the scraps? Mm -hmm. You know, I hear all of these, you know, they're talking so much about AI right now. Then they're talking about the different ways in which it's transforming. And, and I'm going, we'll, we will sit transfixed around something like that. But if somebody says, hey, you know, how about you? 
how are you doing physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally? You'll get a blank stare. And I don't mean that not everyone goes that direction. Not every person is in that place. Lord knows we know people who are doing a great job of what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But culturally, as a society, we're very judgy and we have a tendency to leave, again, the leftovers and the scraps for ourselves. And I think there's a correlation, Jeff. I think there's some thread that kind of intertwines that. Um, so kind of going into that idea about the connection between emotions and listening to yourself. We've, we know that emotions are data. Um, we've heard and have said here on the show that, you know, they're kind of like neurotransmitters, you know, a message from you to you. Right. What are some thoughts that you might have around the connection between that between our emotions as they as they kick off or and how well we do at listening to ourselves i think one of the, the things that we we don't do is we look at these emotions as always only concerning the external there's this thing happening out there that's causing the emotion and now I have to handle that thing out there that's causing the emotion. Instead of the internal, okay, so this thing outside is causing this emotion inside. Let's look at that a little bit. Is it is this related to another situation I was in? Is it related to that thing that's causing the emotion out here is totally unknown? And And talk with yourself about that, like, okay, the reason I'm upset about this is because X, Y, Z happened, but this isn't really X, Y, Z anymore. It's something else. Or, you know, I've never experienced that. Let me talk about, you know, the curiosity part. You know, why, why haven't I experienced it? What can I learn from it? I think that's what you're asking, isn't it? Yeah, well, and, and I'm glad you, you, you identified the outward circumstance and the internal one, mm -hmm. because the out one, outside one does need to be addressed, mm -hmm. especially if you're interacting with another person. Now, in my case, it was, okay, that comment or that question came, I've got to stand my ground using emotional intelligence for me to manage what I'm thinking and feeling. I got to stand my ground. The answer is no addressed then I'm got to tackle what's going on inside of me, which connects back into where we've been talking about this idea of listening. Okay. You're feeling frustration. You're feeling disgust. What's the message behind that? What, what is that telling you? And then as I'm evaluating that I can begin to, okay, what's the breakthrough? You know, how long have I been in this place? What, what are the circumstances of common, um, why is it that it's happening on a repetitive basis? What are some of the, th I mean, just those consistent open-ended questions for myself internally for all of us, right? So that we can get to breakthrough so that, and especially when you're dealing with relationships mm -hmm. where the other person may decide I'm not changing. I'm not going to, I'm going to continue on the path I'm on. 
I, I don't care if you think it's dangerous. I don't care if you think it's going to harm me. I'm going to do it anyway, because that's what either A, I want to do, what I have to do, whatever their reasoning might be. Because just because that person decides they want to go over a cliff does not mean I need to join them. Right. Right. And, and, and it, and it doesn't have to be, I use that sort of imagery. It could be just Jeff, like you use the example, you and I were discussing a business thing and maybe it's not end of the world or, you know, high dollar issue. And it's just, we agree to disagree. It's still something we have to deal with. Uh-huh. And, and, and you still have to have sort of that practice and how you're going to manage through it. And you, know, you said, okay, we're going to agree to disagree. That sounds easy on, on to say it, but I have to have that. Let's say I, I, that's what I think. Okay. I'm just going to, Eric and I are going to disagree. That's just the way it is. So if I don't have that internal dialogue with, okay, I know we're going to disagree. So my internal dialogue is, okay, I'm just going to let it go. I'm not going to bring it up again you know i have that dialogue of uh letting it go yeah yeah is that is that the kind of talking to yourself that you're you're talking about that yeah because uh the idea of resolution um isn't always when it works out in a way that you like Mm -hmm. so either way jeff right we're still in that um a resolution is not necessarily where I win and you lose or you win and I lose. It, it might just be for the moment, but I still believe that even in that agree to disagree approach, I still can reflect and go, well, should I maybe think a little bit more about what Jeff was saying? Should I, should I give it, give it some time? Um, right. Because it could be in a month, I, something might happen and I might say, you know what, Jeff, you were right. I didn't see it at the time, but you know, and I think the more curious we are, it positions us to listen more to ourselves. And I think it breeds a level of humility too, because we, we don't know everything we can't, we we're not always right. No matter how much we may strive for that. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about this, that, To truly be curious about something, to truly have curiosity, that is an internal dialogue. Mm-hmm. I don't know about this. I want to find out about it. What can I do to find out about it? This is that internal conversation I'm having. You know, okay, I'm curious about it. I'm curious enough that, okay, maybe I need to go to the library and look it up or whatever, whatever it is. I just really dated myself. <laughs> That's all right. You're allowed. So I got to ask you, Jeff, um, do you think if you're not curious that you are more than likely very judgmental? Oh, yeah, because you're not going to take the chance of. If I look at somebody's appearance, appearance and don't know anything about them, don't want to know anything about them. uh Okay, they look like they're a clan member. Mm-hmm. I don't take curiosity, and I go up to them and go, "Oh no, they just like to wear their hair long and have tattoos." But you know, they're not. 
And by being judgment about that, I might have missed out on a really good relationship, either long term or a good conversation. That's just as an example. Yeah, yeah. and that's that, you know, again, I still see the application inside of our inner dialogue with ourselves and our ability to um, with empathy, because I could use the example from as we began the show and I could, I could go through a history and, and, and maybe come up with some things that would say, you know what? Um, I can understand that how frustrating that would be. Wow. So it's not that I'm trying to, to like get rid of the frustration as if I'm, you know, exterminating, if I'm, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, maybe it's to like, well, the frustration was there to get your attention about some things, but with empathy, you might find the frustration was, was justified. I mean, it coming on is not because you and I both know, Jeff, we've interacted uh, with clients and otherwise who sometimes think that there are certain emotions that are bad mm-hmm. and certain emotions are good. And w- we subscribe to the belief that emotions are really, really rather neutral. They're just data. Yeah. They're giving you information and then yeah. you act on it. Yeah. And anger gives a certain type of information. Joy gives a certain type of information and what we do with it right mm-hmm. um, so let's talk a little bit um about the return on when we do this and, and maybe we'll get into a little bit of talking about building a practice um you know and the idea i have with this is and then i would say for the audience um like many things that we've talked about on this show um it begins with doing something small and 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 beginning to build that new neural pathway if that's where you find yourself you're not trying to build a freeway in a day Mm -hmm. you're just kind of carving out a little bit of the road and and okay i've done that and then tomorrow i'm going to build a little more road and a little more and a little more and this idea is and i think I'll, i'll harken back to uh one of our previous episodes it might have been the one that precedes this one, this idea about distractions. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're living in a noisy existence where you have social media, you have television, you have podcasts, even though this podcast should be on your top of your list. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but too many podcasts or whatever the case may be, if those distractions are in your life, I would highly, highly recommend that you begin to shrink that list so mm-hmm. that it frees up your mind, right? Mm-hmm. To be in the position where Jeff, and again, I hearken to that last episode where you can be in the moment, because I believe Jeff, that when we are in the moment, we position ourselves to be able to listen to ourselves so that when Eric says, Eric, I just want to have a brief conversation with you. I'm going to be more prone because I've I've diminished or I've reduced the amount of distractions to go what what do you have what's going on what what am I feeling what 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 did that situation where did that come from 
Because if your life is full of all kinds of distractions, it'll be like, can you imagine, Jeff, when you're in that big audience and you're trying to get the attention of someone and you're like, hey, I, 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 could you, what, I, one second, please hold, hold on, hold on. <laughs> and I think it's very much like the world we live in. You, you just made me think of something. I'm going to date myself again. You know, I grew up with big old console televisions that were made out of wood. <laughs> and it had a knob on the front that you would turn to the channel you want. But on the outside of that knob, there was a ring. And that ring you would turn to focus in, to tune in to that channel, to what you want to listen to. And I think we're losing the ability to, to, to focus in on what we need to listen to. Well, that leads me to the second little tip is making it an intentional act. Mm -hmm. Don't wait for inspiration. Don't wait for the heavens to open. Don't wait for the right time. Start tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And maybe when you start, Jeff, you can only handle 30 seconds of an internal dialogue and question about your day. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of as a, as a last thing for what I have around as a tip, I think there is tremendous value in, in writing stuff down. Right. Um, it just fosters more of that in the moment and purposeful reflection, right? And again, you may start and only be able to sustain, uh, you know, five minutes. Maybe it's 10, maybe it's three. But I, I just, I cannot say it enough. If, if there's any important endeavor to have, one of the most important is certainly being able to listen to yourself and get a sense about what you is trying to say to you. Listen without judgment. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So with that, we come to the end of this episode, everyone, and we're so glad that you tuned in. And we look forward to the next time that we're together. Take care. Thank you, everyone.